0: Welcome back to Sister Knows Best. I'm Tully, And I'm Sev. And, and we're, we're sisters. sisters. Wow. We're Tweedle One. And Tweedle Two. <laughs> Trying to figure out what to be for Halloween. Oh, no clue. Every year it's a struggle. And last year, I remember you telling me, you were like, because I could not decide what I wanted to be. And you were like, you better start thinking about your next year's costume now. And I said, that's a great idea. And then <laughs> I didn't do it. It's <laughs> so hard. I think last year I had a good one. So last year's though. yeah your costume was cute last I'm year i'm just gonna do that again <laughs> no it's the same people in the same party yeah do do well you were an audrey hepburn character do a different audrey hepburn character character, character. i still wanted to like buy a bunch of stuff i know so we're the one like from what is it funny funny face where she's wearing all black mm. just do that do well um we're recording like later than usual quite late like we just we saw for like a couple hours and yeah like two hours mm-hmm and here we are. So we have no updates. here <laughs> I don't think, Leslie, there was anything that you had. No. Is there anything worth mentioning that we talked about that we can't talk we're about? about? We're not at liberty to discuss any of those things. Thank exactly. you. <laughs> um, it's fall now. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I, I'm ready. I was going to decorate last week, but it just didn't feel right. Um, oh, I had a somewhat covid scary but not really like i got sick over the weekend and i was worried that it was covid it was not covid so that was my story about that (laughs) yeah but i was really congested on saturday like i can agree yeah it went away really quick um there's something going around for sure i was gonna say i'm pretty sure everyone at work had the same thing because monday was like quiet yeah yeah same it was crazy i mean i know it was a jewish holiday too but like i don't think that many people i work with are jewish no yeah, so it was it was weird, um, and everyone came back wearing masks. So I was like, "Yep." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't feeling the decorating last week because I usually do it on the first day of fall. But this weekend, I'm gonna get myself a fall drink and I'm gonna decorate, and it's gonna be grand. So exciting! I did start wearing my fall fragrances. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I had a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, you did? Yeah. I was gonna remind you that tomorrow. Oh yeah. After Twelve. Um, you buy one fall drink, you get one free that's a good tip keep that mind i don't know if they're doing it next week so you should do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow i'll surprise you in with a drink i'll come home and have drinks do moments. what i did and just keep one in the fridge and have it the next day <laughs> that's a good idea i'll get four <laughs> i don't know i'm still not i texted you the other day i was like i'm feeling fall a little bit but i'm still not i'm not there yet i get that that's how i felt earlier in the month so maybe we'll get there soon yeah maybe in October. i think once it's october you have to start feeling fally because it's october so, I have to. Like, <laughs> you have yeah, to. you have to. It's okay. October. I see. I was singing it's December in our town today. And as usual, Eman didn't question it. I always sing the most random songs. Like, I was singing the TikTok version. Remember, we talked about the, all the wind joyment? There was a new one that was the nationwide jingle, but it was like an exaggerated. <laughs> nationwide show. is on your side. I kept singing that, and Eamon didn't question it. Um, for years, I sang negative one half. He didn't question it. So he just, I think maybe he tunes me out because yeah, I'm constantly great. listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly just singing random things. Mm-hmm. I... And we both have headaches. It's yeah, nice. So weird. I'm really hot. Are you hot? No. Okay. <laughs> you can have the air if you want. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not that hot. Um, there was a huge spider by where I parked my car. Oh my gosh. Like, I've never seen a spider this big in real life. No, I haven't either. It was thick. Like, the legs were thick. Yeah. It was so... How far would you say my front door is to, like, where my car is? I'm so bad with, like, guess meeting feet. Or 20 feet? Yeah. it's far. Or even further. I don't know. I'm, it might be over 20 feet. Um, And I could clearly see it. Like, that's how big the spider was. That was like, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because you sent us a picture, and I was like, that is a juicy spider. It kind of looked like <laughs> a black widow. Like, the core was really big. But then when I saw it in person, you're right, like, the legs were – I was like, is that a freaking tarantula? Like, It was, like, tormenting me. Because first, it was a giant-ass web on my car. I was like, I don't like that. And then it was there for a couple of days, and then the web went away. And then it was back, and there was a huge-ass spider on it. I was like, what the hell? And, like, every, like, couple of days, like, the web would be gone. And then it would come back, and the spider would be there. That's gone. weird. So finally, we just sprayed it and killed it. I haven't seen it since. RV. Yeah, but I was like, what the hell kind of. Just the fact that a spider that big exists that close to my home. I know. So I was like, if I saw that in my apartment, I would pee myself. Yeah, what would you do? Imagine you like wake up and it's like on the pillow next to you. <gasps> oh, Sev, I got like full body chills. <laughs> I didn't like that. One time in college, um, I got out of the shower and I was like toweling off and a spider, not that big, but crawled off of my towel and onto me. And ever ah. since then, I've been paranoid and I always shake out my towels yeah. before I like grab myself up. I'm like, imagine like you're like. You're, like, toweling off and you see that huge thing on, your like, leg or something. That's terrifying. Ugh. So. I don't have to it worry like, about Creepy. I remember our friend told me one time he was, like, lying on his bed and, like, all of a sudden he felt something drop on his shoulder and looked at and It was a huge spider. <laughs> Ugh. I'm like, no, thank <laughs> you. I don't like Just that. Just set my body on fire. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> dump gasoline all over yourself. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Just end it all. Yeah oh my response. gosh why <clears throat> why do insects like i need summer that's the only reason i want summer to be over <coughs> yeah but like we didn't see a lot of bugs this summer no and then recently they all started to emerge no so and it's not even like okay because usually it gets really hot in september it hasn't even. Been, it's been so freaking cloudy yeah also this is the second year in a row that we've had no fire season nice it's like because i moved into like a high risk fire yeah. so zone still like waiting for that first That's year like, i know you're yeah. right i didn't think about that we usually like september i mean it could still happen but usually like yeah it's over yeah all right shall we just jump into it let's do it look at my beautiful girl so we've done this one other time um where there are so many movies out there that we've like heard the title um <sighs> hold your hand you. um but we have like no idea what it's actually about. So we're going right. to give each other a iconic movie title and the person has to guess or describe what they think the plot is. Yeah. About. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen these okay. movies. Yeah, some of these I'm not sure, but okay. You go first cuz you have one. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. Apocalypse Now. Oh, who's in that? Like Mark I've heard Machine, the name. Apparently. Oh. And Marlon Brando. Okay. It was made in 79. See, like, that's one of those movies where I've heard the name, but I have no, like, image. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what the movie poster would look like. Okay, Apocalypse Now is a movie about space. Um, they they go to outer space, and they realize that the sun is going to explode. Mm. And now. so. <laughs> right now (laughs) Um, and say they go back to earth oh no they can't go back to earth Mm -hmm. they won't make it in time and they're trying to figure out a way to warn the earth and see if there's any way they can stop it Um, and then they realize that there's nothing they can do about it they can't evacuate the earth they can't stop the sun so they kind of just accept their fate and that's it Everyone apocalypse dies. now, apocalypse right now. <laughs> I feel like you're maybe really thinking of like Apollo too. I, I that always think it's that. Space. <laughs> right, I so. think that's what I have the image like. So here's what it's actually about. Apocalypse Now is a 1979 American epic war film. Oh, oh it's Francis Ford Coppola. I know that. Um, so it's, I also didn't know this. It's loosely based on Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, the uh. 1899 novella with the setting changed from the late 19th century Congo to the Vietnam War. The film follows a river journey from South Vietnam into Cambodia, undertaken by Captain Willard, who is on a secret mission to assassinate Colonel Kurtz, a renegade Special Forces officer who is accused of murder and presumed insane. Sounds really boring. I had no idea, but I was really close. (laughs) So close. Vietnam. Honestly, yours sounds a hundred times more interesting. I thought so. Yeah, I had, like, an image of space, but I was, like, apocalypse, okay. But, I, yeah, I think mine's more interesting. I want to know if Vietnam War, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Tootsie. Oh, I've heard of it. Um, Tootsie is a showgirl. Um, <laughs> little guy. I just, because I've seen the beginning of the movie, so uh-huh. I at least know that part. But... <laughs> I not know anything. Okay, but go with what you're saying. Um, Tzizi is a showgirl, um, and she's just a scrappy young brunette, twenty-something, mm-hmm. living in New York, trying to make it big. Yeah, um, you know she wants to see her name in lights. Um, so it's just all about her, you know, mishaps and misfortunes and funny things happening at auditions, mm-hmm. and, um, and then she gets AIDS <gasps> and dies. Oh no! Yeah, I feel like you're pretty close. Yeah, I mean parts of it. I don't know how it ends. <laughs> Um, New York actor. <laughs> that's it. But that's it. That's the story. <laughs> uh, oh, stop, stop. Um, Icarus. So it does take place in New York. Okay. Michael Dorsey, played by Dustin Hoffman, is oh. a talented perfectionist who is so hard on himself and others that his agent can no longer find him work. After a soap opera audition goes poorly, Michael reinvents himself as an as actress. Dorothy Michaels and Whoa. wins the part. This was the uh that what was supposed to be a short lived role turns into a long term contract. But when Michael falls for his castmate Julie, played by Jessica Lang, complications develop that would wreck everything. So wow. dustin Hoffman is the woman. Huh. I was pretty close. You were pretty close. It wasn't it wasn't totally off. That's what I mean. You got some stuff, right? Like I've never seen a trailer or anything, but I feel like maybe the context clues gave me like the vibe. The vibe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone gets AIDS. They Probably. just don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Can you guys stop fighting? Have you no. seen Seven? No. With Brad Pitt? No. Okay. Who else is in it? Is that the... the Freeman. Kevin Spacey. Gwyneth Paltrow. Seven. Is it a comedy? Um, I'll say it's a heist movie. And there is seven of them. Okay, now I'm describing Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um no, it's not a heist film. It's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. And so Brad Pitt's character is um a spy. I've like no con I have no idea. Um and he falls in love with Gwyneth Paltrow's character. Um no, I'm not, I don't I don't want to say spy, that doesn't work. <laughs> Seven is About He's Okay he's a drug dealer Mm. Um And so he's Uh he meets Gwyneth Paltrow's character who Works at a casino And she doesn't know that he's A drug dealer and so But he keeps coming in supposedly for work But like he just wants to see her (laughs) So, um, he... okay. can you tell me these plots like you're trying to convince me? <laughs> and slowly, <clears throat> he starts to fall in love with her. But then... She gets eight. <laughs> he finds out she's a freaking cop. Yeah. So, she was an undercover mm-hmm. cop working at a, um, what did I say, casino? <laughs> <laughs> and then Kevin Spacey comes in and rapes everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I have no idea where I'm going this. Okay, yeah, so she's a cop. Um, and he's like, damn it, I've been caught. Um, and so he gets arrested. <laughs> that's that's the famous quote from that movie. Damn it, I've been caught. <laughs> um. <laughs> and so, no, then there comes a famous interrogation scene. Uh-huh. Um, And so she's interrogating (laughs) Who else was in it? Oh, Morgan Freeman. He just narrates it because he Uh has a great voice. So um, she's interrogating him. And he's just, like, not giving her anything because he's so heartbroken. Because he was in love with her. And he thought she was just, like, the average casino worker person. Um, (laughs) And so she um, interrogates him turns out he gets off on a technicality mm. and they they're then like the last scene is like them talking outside and like she's all like kind of butthurt because like she caught him but like he's mm. not in jail and he like sweet talks her and then they like go have a drink typical yeah wow i've actually seen this one oh you have <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> so i'm sure i was very convincing like, yeah um you, do you know the what's in the box yeah That's oh yeah man i wish i'd like <laughs> so not um damn it i've been caught <laughs> slightly so different close, though um when retiring police op- police detective william somerset which is morgan freeman tackles a final case with the aid of newly transferred brad pitt they discover a number of elaborate and grisly murders they soon realize they're dealing with a serial killer who is targeting people he thinks represent one of the seven deadly sins. Oh. Somerset also befriends Mills's wife, who's Gwyneth Paltrow, who is pregnant and afraid to raise her child in the crime, crim, crim, crime riddled city. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a cop movie. I feel like I like got some stuff. You got some stuff. But it was about a killer. That actually yeah. sounds really interesting. Did yeah. you like it? I, yeah, I did. You should watch it. I will. I <laughs> <No, you> won't. <laughs> I didn't even believe it. Yeah, but okay. pause before I said No, I honestly feel like I, I might, because even then I have been watching more movies lately, so okay. girl interrupted. Is this Angelina Jolie? hmm Um, so she's in a psych ward. For everyone says that she killed her parents. For everyone says. <laughs> for everyone says. Um but to last is not true <laughs> um but she she's like I didn't kill my parents but then she goes like catatonic is that what it was? she just like doesn't yeah. talk like she just like shuts everyone off um because she would always get interrupted anyway when she's like I didn't oh <laughs> I didn't snap kill them. and so no one believed her um and she like cuts off all her hair and oh. like whatever so everyone thinks she's crazy um um, and then there's this one doctor who like believes in her, you know, they're like I, I believe you. Yeah. And they start like working together. Um, but then she he makes a move on her. Oh no. And so she's like, Oh, I can't even trust you. And then she like meets this other person in there and like they make a plan to like escape. Mm. And then she ends up escaping, and then at the end of the movie you find out that she actually did kill her. Parents. <gasps> I got chills. That was yeah, good. That's not it though. <laughs> that's actually, again, that's better than the actual movie. I've seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it was very whatever. Like, mm. I was like, okay. It was just super angsty. Yeah. Um, set in the changing world of the late 1960s, Girl Interrupted, I almost said Gone Girl. I was like, am I reading the wrong thing? Girl Interrupted is the searing true story. Oh, I didn't know it was a true story. Of Susanna Kaysen, Winona writer. Um, A young woman who finds herself at a renowned mental institution for troubled young women, where she must choose between the world of people who belong on the inside, like the seductive and dangerous Lisa Angelina Jolie, or the other difficult world of reality on the outside. Hmm. I don't remember anything else. Like, honestly, I couldn't tell you what else happened. Like, I know they, I'm pretty sure they tried to escape at some point. So you got that. Um. I don't know why I remember her going catatonic, but I could I could be wrong about that, too. <laughs> I would call that a win. I think that was pretty good. That was very close. Okay, have you seen um, Lost in Translation? Yes, I was going to ask um, you. I haven't. You haven't? Okay, no. so you guess. Well, I, I mean... You I mean, read yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay I'll do <laughs> another one. Like, um, the Usual Suspects? No, I haven't seen that. Why, why am I thinking so many Kevin Spacey movies Yeah. Oh, it's Kevin Spacey? Yes. Who is not it? That's the only one it says. So oh. I'm the further. The Usual sp- Suspects? Suspects. <laughs> oh, man. Get the nice. Usual Suspects. So. This is a movie where Kevin Spacey is a detective. Is he in this? I mean, it says it, but I'm not seeing him on the cast list. That's weird. Maybe to took him down, because problematic yeah that's weird because he's definitely in it just not sure why would they take him like if he's in the movie <gasps> no he's canceled <laughs> um so he's a detective and this takes place in maybe like when were there gangs in new york like the 20s probably um so it's about like gangs the different gangs in new york No, is that Gangs of New York? I don't know. (laughs) And so they're, and he keeps coming across these guys. They're the usual suspects, but they can never get them for anything. They know, they know they're doing something, but they can't prove it. So he's just trying to get, there's like this one specific guy, whoever is first on the cast list. And he's like out to get him. Like he's like sure that he's like the the lead gangster, the Mm -hmm. OG Um, (laughs) he, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's kind of like a, what's it called? Um, Sherlock Moriarty thing Mm -hmm. where they're like both, like they're playing these like mind games with each other and they're both trying to like get the other one to slip up. And it's like the whole thing is about that. And then finally, um, the guy turns himself in for some reason. I don't know what the reason is, but he does that. Um, and then, um, I want someone to die, but I can't figure out how to wait, how to make that happen. Yeah, so he ends up turning himself okay. in, and then okay, so that that's the problem is that now he turned <laughs> himself in; he's in prison, but now this detective guy, like he's devoted so many years of his life and so much time into like catching this one guy, mm-hmm. and like that guy was like his like like equal mentally, like mm-hmm. intellectually, he that. psychologically. That yeah, now he has no purpose. And he kills himself. Wow. There we go. Someone died. There you go. Yeah. Um. No. He becomes a gangster. <laughs> okay. Plot twist. I'm trying to see which one's the better. Let's try this one. I I haven't seen this. I I I would I bought every word you said. Thank you. Okay, so a <coughs> boat supposedly carrying $91 million in cocaine, blows apart, leaving 28 dead. Ugh, cocaine was the other movie. Seven. (laughs) There are only two survivors, a Hungarian gangster and crippled con man, Roger Verbal Kint, which is... The Hungarian is badly burned and restricted to a hospital bed where the police immediately begin to question him. The only thing they can understand is the name Kaiser Soze. That's what I said. (laughs) Meanwhile, U.S. Customs agent, blah, 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 is interrogating the other guy. Granted, complete immunity, he has no restraints and no reason to help them. But he likes to talk and begins to fill in the gaps that he left in his original statement. He tells how it started six weeks earlier in a police lineup where he and four other known gangsters job, were accused of hijacking an arms vehicle. Without any substantial evidence, they are only held overnight, but their uniting starts a new wave of revenge. Horrified by the indecency of the corrupt cops in the city the five men embark to set things straight and enact revenge. But their escapade soon leads to a much more profitable venue, a heist that could win them $91 million. And behind it all is Kaiser Soze, a mythical figure of death and revenge, so feared by the underworld that no one dares go against him. Bounding each of the men with death, Soze forces the men to do the job, even if it means suicide. As the hospitalized Hungarian withers away, a forensic artist quickly works to finish a sketch of Kaiser Soze, and Kujan begins to break the shield surrounding Verbal. And guess to figure out the identity of Soze, which side is playing which. Okay. Anyway, you were very close, so. <laughs> very, very good. Okay. St. Elmo's Fire. I've seen this movie. I freaking hated it. Oh, yeah, you have seen it. I hated that movie. I don't know. I have not finished around? it. Nothing. not Just stupid people. I'm to go to the uh, I have some on mine that like I didn't read. So, uh, have you seen this one? No. Should I do this one? Okay. I swear I didn't read it. Okay. Blade Runner. Um. Oh, I didn't know he was in this. Who? Harrison Ford. Oh. Um. If if I am saying it accurately, then maybe subconsciously I know, but I don't think I know. Yeah. Um. So it's about a robot. Mm -hmm. um so they're on like a i think i'm just thinking of your movie the first one that you said um they're on like a a a different planet it's like futuristic Mm -hmm. so it's another planet and it's like it basically it's like a huge like spacecraft you of star wars (laughs) i guess but it's like their society like they live on this like think of it as like like earth was falling apart so they like have to create something yeah, yeah. okay and they, like tethered themselves to like mars or something okay but they're not on the planet they're just on like this craft and it's like man-made and they're like self-sustaining um and then they start trying to find like uh the secret to immortality mm. um because like because of all the radiation that happened um no one can have there are no more babies so they're like okay if we want to we have to sustain the people we do have. So yeah. then they start making these like half human, half robot people. Mm. Um, and Harrison Ford is the Blade Runner, so he, he's a, like like a superhuman like robot person, and he's super fast, mm. and he runs around <laughs> <It's> really fast. <laughs> I don't know where the blade comes in. Um, yeah, and he and then and then they're under attack. Oh, um, by like other creatures in space. That are like you should have stayed on your planet, and when your planet was dying, you should have died with it. Yeah. Um, So they're trying to kill him and he's like their like savior. He's like their Superman. Mm. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Okay. Oh shoot. What did I do? Okay. How would you say this name? Deckard? 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 Deckard. Let's call him Deck. Sure. Deck is forced by the police boss to continue his old job as replicant hunter. His assignment, eliminate four escaped replicants from the colonies who have returned to Earth, but Bef- that's weirdly accurate. Wow. Before starting the job, Deck goes to the um, Tyrell Corporation. I, mean, I feel it's like saying things like "we're supposed to know what that is." Look up a better summary. I just took screenshots. Okay, over. let me let me Google it really quick. Blade Runner. What the hell's a replicant? I know. That's... No, this says when a fugitive group of advanced replicants. I still don't know what that is. Um, escapes back to Earth. Burnt out cop Rick Deckard reluctantly agrees to hunt them down. So, kind of. I think it's like like androids? Yeah. yeah. And, that's what I would guess. But he's a um, cop. In 2019 Los Angeles. So it is futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> We're back there. We're back then. By the Officer Gaff, who likes to make origami figures and is brought to his Isaac. former supervisor, Bryant his job was to track down bioengineered humanoids known as replicant, replicants, and terminally. Wow, out. you were like really close. Good job, thank you. Okay, have you seen Deliverance? No. <laughs> Trisha, we're talking about her her cousin had a baby with his yeah. Or someone she said it looked like the baby from Deliverance, yeah. so that gives me some context. Um, I want to say it's, like, a Rosemary's Baby situation, um, and so, (laughs) my contacts are really dry. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, okay, so, um, this takes place in, like, it's not, like, it's modern day-ish, but it's, like, Amish, so they're, like, like... Pennsylvania Dutch is like old school people mm-hmm. um and so this one woman is pregnant and like weird stuff keeps happening so I'm a sassy boy mm-hmm. um so like I don't know like like she'll walk into a room I was gonna say the lights turn off but they're Amish um <laughs> like the flame and the fire like you know starts going crazy or whatever it's like a weird pregnancy then the um their priest person the Amish priest person um is like you uh, you have a demon inside of you, and this is this child is of the devil, she's gonna be shunt, and so <laughs> um he starts trying to exercise like the the fetus, and she's like, um, okay, no, nothing's happening <laughs> um." um <laughs> And she's like, there's no problem. Like, my baby's fine. I'm fine. You guys are just dramatic. Um, turns out, before she gives birth, they find out that the her husband is not the father, but the father is her grandpa. Oh. And so when she gives birth to the baby, <coughs> bless you. Bless you. He comes out looking like a cross between like ET <laughs> slash the guy from Goonies, and they're like, "Oh, it's hideous!" <laughs> and they want to like throw it away, but she's like, "Actually, no, she doesn't. She wants to throw it away." She's like, "I don't want this." Mm-hmm. Um, and the community is like, "This is your child. You must have your child." And they then they start calling her witch because she's want her baby, so of course she has to be a witch. So they burn her at the stake, um, and then they're like. So know what's going on <laughs> if they're amish right, right right and so um they burnt her and then but like now she's gone they don't want the baby because it's like looks weird so they just like <laughs> toss it off into the um forest and that's where et starts <laughs> there you go Yeah, it's, oh, wow, it's a prequel um i think you're not that far off i mean kind of in some ways in <laughs> mm-hmm. most ways Actually, no, maybe not. Okay, I'll read this one, and then I'll see if there's more detail. Um, So four city-dwelling friends, including John Boy and Burt Reynolds, decide to get away from their jobs, wives, and kids for a week of canoeing in rural Georgia. When the men arrive, they are not welcomed by the backwoods locals who stalk the vacationers and savagely attack them in the woods. Reeling from the ambush, the friends attempt to return home, but are surrounded by dangerous rapids and pursued by a madman. Soon their canoe trip turns into a fight for survival. So because it said, like, backwards, I feel like there is, like, incest and, like, weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like I got the vibe. hmm The film is noted for a music scene near the beginning with one of the city men playing dueling banjos on guitar with a banjo picking control. It's also notorious for its brutal depiction of sodomous rape, oh. before which the victim is compelled to squeal like a pig uh. by his attacker. Oh. Yikes. I think they're just, like, savages, but I want to see if there's anything about incest. I don't know. Anywho. I think was pretty darn close. I think so, too. This must be so frustrating for people who have seen these movies. <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Listen, we're just trying. <laughs> okay. Interview with the vampire. That's the one with um, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise as vampires. Oh. I have no idea what this movie is about. So this, this is a modern day vampire movie. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know what you're talking about. It's an old vampire movie mm-hmm. with modern actors. Because it's a movie. Right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's olden days days of yore yes no um (laughs) anyway it's just like um it's like the renaissance time Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and like in it's like showing you know royalty back then and like all their parties and whatever and they're just regular people Mm -hmm. and then you find out that there's like like most of them are vampires it's like this like like best kept secret (laughs) And like they have these parties to like eat people once a oh. year. Like they have these big balls, and then they just explain it away with like, you know, famine and disease, and that's what the black P- plague was. Oh, um and then um <coughs> then this like common boy um gets wind of it, and so he wants to like do an interview and like expose them basically. Oh. So he like pretends that he is a vampire mm-hmm. and he like you know, makes it into their inner circle and then it's like it exposes them. Mm. And then all the people find out and kill them, except for one of them gets away and it leaves the door open for a sequel. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know if you're right <laughs> or not. That's good. <laughs> Born as an 18th century lord, Louis is now a bicentennial vampire telling his story to an eager biographer. Interview. <laughs> Suicidal after the nice. death of his family, he meets Lestat, a vampire who persuades him to choose immortality over death and becomes his companion. Gay vampires. Eventually, gentle Louis resolves to leave his violent maker, but Lestat—I don't know what I'm talking about right Guilt him Lestat. into Lesta? Lestat, Lestat, Lestat. Lestat. Okay. No, I've heard that. I don't know if it's the same name, but I've heard that name. You have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, killed him into staying by turning a young girl um, whose addition to the family breeds even more conflict. Mm-hmm. That's Kristen Dunst. Mm. I don't know when he kisses her, but not okay. It's not okay. So it's not vampires. So this is about vampires. <laughs> a typical vampire movie. I think I'm gonna do one more. Um, Why do I have Apocalypse now on here twice? <laughs> I'm just so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'll save. We'll save the rest for part three. Okay, I'll actually only have three more. Why do I have so many more? Let's really. Well, I, I have five more. Okay, I'll just do one more. <laughs> okay, uh, Reservoir Dogs. What the hell is? I've never heard of it's this. a Quentin Tarantino movie. You've no. never heard of this movie? No. Who is Bruce Willis in it? I know, I'll tell you. Reservoir dogs? Yeah, wow, well, I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. Can I see the movie poster? Sure. Some context. <laughs> oh that'll help me. Well Quentin Quentin Tarantino's in it, I guess. I don't think you really know it. Steve Buscemi's in it. They're like all in suits and sunglasses. Oh. Yeah. Um. That doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Reservoir dogs. Um, so there's a group of businessmen. Mm-hmm. And um, they... Oh, God. I don't even know. Like, I have zero contacts. I can't even, like, make something up. I'll give you a hint. Okay. One of your earlier plot ideas is correct. Casino? I can't tell you which one. What I don't remember what else I had. I had the casino one. I had the incest one. I don't think it's that. I had the drug dealer one. Oh, but that was also the casino one. Maybe I'll can find them. Maybe I'll just retell the same thing. <laughs> um, let's go with the casino. So there's like a group of businessmen who own this cons- casino, <laughs> <laughs> and um business is great they're all rich they're all on their yachts Mm -hmm. um but then something happens um um oh they suspect that there's this one guy who's counting cards Mm -hmm. and because he keeps winning all this money and they 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 can't prove that that's what he's doing, but they know that that's what he's doing. And they're pissed about it. Cause like he keeps winning all this money and they're like, no, that defeats the purpose. Like everyone's supposed to lose money. That's how we make money. Um, and so the movie is basically just them trying to catch him um, cheating. Mm-hmm. And they like do different things. So, like one of them goes like undercover as the dealer and like tries to catch him and, the other one is like you know whatever they keep trying, and then, um towards the end, he slips up, um but I don't know what happens after that <laughs> um he and something happens, resolution yeah. yeah, exactly um he he messes up, and um, no, no, he doesn't mess up. <laughs> they he finally like he takes all his money and he stops while he's ahead and he starts his own casino Mm. it's like a competing casino Mm. and they start to lose even more money Mm. and so they go into his casino to try to win and they're like they can't figure it out and so they approach him and they're like mano y mano like businessman casino owner to casino owner, like, owner to casino <laughs> <laughs> what is your secret how did you do that and he was like and he just like winks at them and like <laughs> does something <laughs> he does something <laughs> it's like one of those like weird movie things where like like lo- oh you haven't seen lost in translation like or like whisper something in her ear and you don't know what it is so he kind of mm. like that's what he does. Uh-huh. He, like, whispers something in their ears. That makes more sense than, like, showing them a coin. <laughs> that's what I was going to yeah. say first. He whispers something in their ear, and then he <laughs> walks away, and they all just, like, look at each other, and that's where the movie ends. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing him <laughs> pitching a movie to, like, a studio. I'm like, and something happens. Anyway, do There's, you want to buy it? I don't know what happened. And he does something. <laughs> it's cool. We'll figure it out later. We'll add it in post. It's a show about Nothing. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, you were all over it. So, it's a heist movie. Ugh. But basically, otherwise, I feel like you got a lot of the elements. Really? So, six- Well, I mean, some of it was nonsense, but- um, <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? There was no casino? <laughs> a casino. Six thugs, who are strangers to each other, are hired by a crime boss, Joe Cabot, to carry out a diamond robbery. Right at the outset, they are given false names <clears throat> with the intention that they won't get too close and will concentrate on the job instead. They are completely sure that the robbery is going to be a success. But when the police show up right at the time and site of the robbery, panic spreads amongst the group members. And two of them are killed in the subsequent shootout, along with a few policemen and civilians. When the remaining people assemble at the pre at the premeditated rendezvous point a warehouse, they begin to suspect that one of them is an undercover cop. Oh. So like they don't know each other, they don't know each other's names, but they're just trying to figure out like who the traitor is. Mm-hmm. So kind of you were like you know they're suspecting one of them and whatever. Like my other movie guess was <clears throat> certain, like one of the politicians being the undercover. Yeah, yeah. it had elements of, of all your other guesses. Yeah, let's go with this one. Cocaine Bear. Is that the Leonardo DiCaprio? No, Jonah Hill. I don't know. Hold on, let me look it up. I feel like I I, I don't know anything about this movie. Okay, if it's what I think, then it's a bear and it gets into like someone's stash of cocaine and then it just goes like crazy. No, Hill. No- and then it goes crazy and starts like terrorizing like the campsite. And and then it starts like coming down from the high, but then it's like addicted. It wants to find more. So then it like sniffs its way to like the city and finds like another stash and just like gets into it and then the whole movie is like this bear. <laughs> I look up and your mouth is slightly open. You're like wide-eyed. You're looking at me like, really? <laughs> like, so interested by what I'm saying. <laughs> That's so scary. You're so genuine. You're like, no way. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm actually telling you about something that happened. It was so weird. <laughs> Did you forget that we're making this up? <laughs> like, your mouth was open. You were like... And then it starts like, then it falls in with the wrong crowd and it starts like (laughs) partying. And then eventually the cops have to like shoot it. The bear starts pouring. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, they shoot it? How sad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then then you find out that they didn't shoot to kill and it wakes up in like a rehab facility. And then it cuts to like six months later and he's clean. He has like a wife and a kid. Oh, that's nice. I like that ending. I was like. It's a censor it for me. Okay. A 227-kilogram black bear, okay. which, like, okay, consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage through a Georgia forest, mm. um, endangering the lives of cops, <clears throat> criminals, tourists, and teenagers. That's all it says. Hold on. Mm. I mean, yeah, I feel like this is just... <laughs> I just embellished a little bit. Yeah. I mean, mm. does anything else happen? Like, why is, why is this a movie? Like it was one of those like dumb, funny movies. Yeah. Well, when what year did that come out? Um this year. Wait. When did Ray Leota die? This year? Or end of last year? Yeah, because he's in it last May. So it came out after he died. Mm -hmm. What a legacy. (laughs) Oh man. That's funny. Well, there we go. Like, I think we said this last time, but it's like a good exercise in creative thinking. And yeah, thinking. it's hard. I feel like it gets easier, though. It does. I feel like the first one is always really hard to, like, yeah. like... What am I gonna say? Yeah. I think we came up with some pretty good movies. We did. I like... I really liked... What was the one that you told that I liked? The... Real Interrupted? Yes. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I wish that was the movie. You want to tell them your dream really quick and then I'll tell my twist on it. Okay. So I had a dream that (laughs) like everywhere I went, like near where we lived, like the sidewalk, like the streets nearby, I kept saying this like phrase that had been like scratched on or whatever. Um, And like, I knew it was by the same person because it was the same phrase. I don't remember what it was. Uh And then there was like that, huh? I said, oh, you don't remember. No, I don't remember. It was something weird um like something like creepy but I don't remember what it was and then it always ended with like this very specific looking skull it was like a mm-hmm. person's signature and I kept seeing it everywhere and I was like okay someone is like stalking us like it was so creepy and then like finally like so in our parents apartment building they have like a an elevator so then like I one day I saw it on like the elevator door and I was like oh my god he's getting closer he's like mm-hmm. in the building <laughs> then like we continue doing other stuff in the dream and then finally like one day, I was, like, going into her parents' apartment building. It was so creepy because it was at night. Mm. It was, like, late at night. And I go to open the door, and I see it's etched onto their front door. And I try to, like, go in to warn them, and the door is locked. And I freak out, and I like, up. And that's pretty much, like, what happened. Yeah. But- well, didn't you say one one of us was, like, defending it? I don't remember. You said me or dad. This is why I sent like, you a voice note because I knew I'd forget. You said me or dad was like, no, it's kind of cool that he's one. Well. You were like, what the hell are you talking about? This yeah, is yeah, yeah. You guys were like making it sound like, oh, it's so cool. And then I was saying like that'd be a cool concept, like a movie. And it's like you know getting closer and closer. And then one day, like you know, you're you're in your bedroom and you like close your bedroom door and you see it like inside like your bedroom door mm-hmm. or like in the back of your closet or somewhere like where it wasn't before. So it's, like they're in the house. Scary. Yeah. And then last night I was washing my face and I started thinking about that and I got so scared. <laughs> I hate that. You always think of the scariest things when you're washing your face. Yeah. So vulnerable. But yeah, so see, we can write a movie. Yeah. We just wrote like 10 of them. I know. We should combine them all and make like one really <laughs> weird movie. We're just drawing on like tropes and like context clues yeah. and like, you know, movie and posters. And just random imagination made up stuff. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well... That's it for that's now. all. Hitting a that's little all she wrote short today, but I um, not really. Well Napoli's won't mind. No, not at all. <laughs> I only have 14 minutes left anyway. Oh perfect. 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 Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>